when you really get back home to God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. And so for this episode, it should be a shorter one, but I'm just going to quickly touch on the importance of numbers, um, but numbers in the Bible. So pretty much, you know, when I speak about the numbers on this series, a lot of the times I'm speaking about really numbers that the dark side are using, but I really do always explain how numbers are not good or bad. They can be used by both the light and the dark side in the spiritual warfare. And the dark side, they are always trying to conjure up numbers. That's why oftentimes I'm speaking about more demonic numbers because I'm exposing when the dark side is using numbers in demonic ways. But ultimately, numbers are not good or bad. They can be used by both the light and the dark side. So for this episode, I'm really going to speak about numbers, like I said, in the word, in the Bible, and really just show the importance of this. And so we often think of when we hear numbers, we think of, you know, numerology, gematria, dark side practices, you know, conjuring up numbers and using numbers in that way. But really on the light side, even in the word, we do hear about and read about numbers and really the concept of numbers as well. That's how we can really just see and understand that numbers are not good or bad. Um, Like I said, they could be used by both light or the dark side. And so in the first chapter of the book of numbers, you're seeing how they're just going through each of the tribes, each of the ancestral houses, and just giving the number of you know, how great or how small that tribe is. For example, Numbers 1, lines 21. Those enrolled of the tribe of Reuben were 46,500, and they do that for all the tribes. That's what you'll read about, really, at the start of the book of Numbers and throughout not just the book of Numbers, not just in the tour of the first five books of the Word, but really just generally throughout the Word. You will see examples like that, speaking about the descendants of this tribe were this many people, or the army of this man was this many people, or this king ruled for this many years, or all the days of Job's life were this many years, uh, for an example, just generic examples. And so now I'll just give a couple examples of really more subtle numbers and more low-key numbers in the word, Um, but just some things that I find interesting. So if you go to the first book of Maccabees, chapter 7, So it's chapter seven. And then the first line is in the 151st year, Demetrius, son of, 
and then it goes on from there. But the first lines of this chapter seven are in the 151st year. So if you take 151st, that equals seven because it's 151. So one plus five plus one equals seven. And again, it's chapter seven. So that's just something interesting with the numbers in the Bible. Another example is in the book of Sirach, also known as the book of Ecclesiasticus, but it's Sirach 42, line 24, and it's all things come in pairs, one opposite to the other, and he has made nothing incomplete. So again, it's Sirach 42, 24, and it's speaking about all things come in pairs, one opposite to the other, and he has made nothing incomplete opposite one opposite to the other kind of like how 42 and 24 are opposite to each other um that's sirach 42 24 one more time all things come in pairs one opposite to the other and he has made nothing incomplete so that verse right there and the first maccabee 7 that i just read for you those are just interesting things things that i find interesting regarding numbers and the Bible, really, numbers and the word. And so in my episode 70 of this series, TPR, TPR 70, I really was speaking about the book of Revelation, but I was really speaking about more just dark side agendas, not really into the word too much, but just really speaking about from the dark side's perspective, kind of what their deception will be like as we are in the end times. That was in TPR 70. And I didn't even really get into any scriptures in that episode. So now I'm just going to read two scriptures really from the book of Revelation. Um, but before I do that, just some other things is in the book of Revelation, you'll see a lot of numbers in there as well. You'll see the 144,000. You'll see a bunch of sevens in the book of Revelation as well, a bunch of sevens. Um, so that's just numbers in the book of Revelation. But in TPR 70, two things I was speaking about is just really the frog as far as the dark side, Antichrist, Satan, beast rising up. So I'll touch on that. But first, I'm just going to point out in Revelation 13, it's speaking about the first beast. And in TPR 70, I was saying about the water plane. That's where the first beast is coming from. So if you just quickly read uh, Revelation 13, the first line. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having 10 horns and seven heads. Um, so right there, it says, and I saw a beast rising out of the sea. That's why this is the first beast rising out of the sea. So that's why I say the first beast or just the beast in general, Satan, the Antichrist, is coming from the water plane. So that's Revelation 13. And then Revelation 16 is what speaks about the frogs. It's uh, Revelation 16, 13, lines 13 and 14. And I saw three foul spirits like frogs coming from the mouth of the dragon, from the mouth of the beast, and from the mouth of the false prophet. These are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. So pretty much in TPR 70, I was speaking about the frog importance with Satan possibly masquerading and just the dark side deception from Satan in the book of Revelation in these end times. It's not just mentioning the dragon. It's mentioning a bunch of things, the dragon included, but it also mentions the spirits like frogs. Um, so that's just very interesting, but it does specify that these are demonic spirits. Um, so it's not necessarily surface. So I'm just putting these points in here. I didn't put these scriptures in TPR 70. That wasn't so much scripture work. That was more just from the dark side perspective. But the first beast is rising up out of the sea, coming from the water plane. And also Revelation 16 mentioning the frogs. And so as far as demonic spirits coming from the water plane, 
I'm going to really just touch on three more scriptures that touch on this as well. And this will all be in the New Testament, all in the Gospels, all in the New Testament, all in the Gospels, um, one in, in Mark, one in Matthew, and one in Luke. And so I'll start with Matthew 12, line 43. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place, but it finds none. So I'm just going to introduce these scriptures and then I'll kind of speak more about it. Just like I said, in Matthew, Mark and Luke, touching on the demonic spirits coming from the water plane. So for this, just take note of how it says it wanders through waterless regions looking for a resting place, the unclean spirit, the demonic spirit. And so in Mark 5 and Luke 8, it's speaking about Yahusha healing a man who has an unclean spirit, a demon within him. And pretty much, I'll just read, I won't read the whole thing, but, but just to start at line 11. Now there on the hillside, a great herd of swine was feeding and the unclean spirits begged him, send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine and herd numbering about 2000 rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned in the lake. Pretty much the unclean spirits were begging Yahusha to go into the swine. And then as soon as they went in the swine, they ran down into the lake. And then in the book of Luke chapter eight, it's really the same account, but just a little bit differently. So line 31 is the real line that we need, but I'll read uh, line 30 just for a little bit more context. Yahusha then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding and the demons begged Yahusha to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. Line 31, it says everything we need to know. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss because, like I said on the series, the demonic spirits, they come from the water plane. That's why here in the book of Luke, chapter 8, line 31, they begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. So pretty much when we rebuke an unclean spirit, a demonic spirit, we rebuke it in the name of Yahusha. Or we could say Yahuwah rebuke you, but if we rebuke it in the name of Yahusha, because Yahusha, we got our power from Yahusha and Yahuwah to tread on snakes and scorpions. That's why we rebuke this stuff, any type of demonic energy, we rebuke it in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, or we could say Yahuwah rebuke you. Um, but as long as we are rebuking it in the name of Yah. But pretty much demons come from the water plane we can rebuke them and cast them down to the abyss. We could say, Yahuwah, rebuke you. Rebuke these demonic spirits all the way down to the abyss. In the name of Yahusha, Yahusha HaMashiach, we can rebuke it to the abyss. Yahuwah, rebuke you. That's my favorite one. That's what we get from Archangel Michael in the word. Yahuwah, rebuke you. But in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, we can rebuke these spirits, these demonic spirits, and send them back to the abyss. Because Yah, the Most High, Yahuwah and Yahusha, they've given us authority to tread on unclean spirits like this and on snakes and scorpions and on demons. And that's why we give the glory to Yah. We give the glory to the only Elohim, which is the only God, Yahuwah. And we give the glory to the only Adonai, which is the only Lord, Yahusha HaMashiach. So 
Glory to Yahuwah Eloheinu, the Lord our God, and glory to Yahusha HaMashiach, salvation in the Messiah. They give us strength. It's through Yahusha that we are able to repent. It's through Yahusha that we can be saved. And it's because of Yah, Yahuwah's grace. That's why we give the glory to Yah and fear Yah out here. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Keep reading the word. Keep growing that discernment out here. Keep that faith. Keep that head up. And stay blessed. Much love and strength to you. Faith. Bless. Love. Later. Thank you.